What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Welcome to Love Life and All Things Weird. And today in particular, I would put weird in front. I would, I put, would put chaos <laughs> in front. <laughs> OMG, people. Just a half an hour ago, we were sitting in the lobby of, of our hotel room trying to find a place for our show. Megan had lost the keys to our car. We had three men helping us with valet. You would just not even believe the chaos that is this day. So yes, they shared Cuban coffee with me. They shared Cuban mm -hmm. coffee coffee with Megan. Megan was in heaven. I was not in heaven. <laughs> so, um, yes, welcome to Love Life and All Things Chaos. Today, I am Suzanne, your host, and we have Megan. In the house. In the house. In the house. She couldn't be happier. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we will see what happens today. I am really excited about this show. This show was my idea, I think, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Sure was. Um, because, you know, being a parent for 23 years, I've gone through a lot, a lot, a lot of constructs around parenting. And I really realized very, very recently that, um, you know, that parenting and especially mothering has it's just traditionally it just doesn't work for me and I and I coach a lot of moms I coach a lot of women around parenting their way and there's there's just so much crap on it and so I really wanted you know we're doing a let's blow your shit up <laughs> series um, for the next how many weeks eight weeks in total and so I really wanted to talk about this topic and um <clears throat> and really just address it from my perspective. And a, I, I'll give you a, a sneak. Um, I'm actually going to do a telecall around this, too, on May 1st, um, because I'm so excited about this topic. So the I'll tell you all the details about the telecall, um, but it's called um, Free Yourself of Mommy Guilt. And I think it's such an interesting thing, the idea of mommy guilt, because every mother I know has it. Every single mother, and I would ask, is it even real? Is mommy guilt really even real, or is it an implant, or is it a construct in this reality? And is it true that the second that you become a mother, you actually start going into the wrongness of you and because of that program? And so I have a lot of things to say about that and a lot of a lot of support in um, getting rid of those constructs because I truly believe what is possible is that you can mother without guilt and that actually you can – I would even let go of the idea or the label of mother or parent and actually choose a different word that maybe doesn't have um, a million years 
of heaviness on it. Like, I really like the word steward. So, but, you know, that's just me. If you guys want to keep all that heavy stuff, we you can. But, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, when I came into Suzanne's life, I had never, I came from a huge ass family. I'm the baby of 14 and the oldest of six. And I've got, like, something like 220 nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews. Like, I come from a lot of people, people. A lot, a lot of, of mothers, a lot of mothers <laughs> and a lot of kids and mothering and all of that. And almost, ev- almost every parent in my family, every mother in my family has sacrificed her life and her, what she was to create for the children. And that's kind of what you did. But the, the sort of dark side of that is that then um, the kids become uh, the unlived life of the parent. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, that is some heavy stuff, people. Mm-hmm. That is so not fun at all. And so when I came into Suzanne's life, I hadn't um I decided that I didn't want to actually bear children because I was raising them in different ways. <laughs> and um I but so I never thought I would be part of a family. I never thought I would be part of like raising kids and um Coming into Suzanne's space and her world has been really, like, crazy cool for me. The conversation she has with her kids and, like, her, like, tenacity to create her own life in addition to her kids and how much that serves the kids. And, like, there's just a whole – the way that she parents her kids is so different than anything that I've ever seen before. And so for the – for this show today, I kind of wanted to do – because I – I mean, I do have some things to say about it. I would say that I – I'm more of a playmate with the kids yes. and, and a mentor of sorts. A alternative mentor. <laughs> An alternative being the very imperative <laughs> word there. <What? laughs> so her kids needed to play more and they needed to break some rules. And so I was really perfect for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you're going to interview me. Yes, I'm going to interview you. Okay. Okay. Cool. What's your first question? And please, can we uncreate and destroy everything that's brought up, that's been brought up already about what you've made, what you've made so significant about parenting, about motherhood, about fatherhood? Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And everywhere that you're going into the wrongness of you, trying to be the best parent that you can, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And anywhere that you have allowed yourself to be impelled with um, paradigms and family projections about who you should be as a parent, who you shouldn't be as a parent, and what parents are and what they're not, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. I have seen so many people... Like, so many parents literally, like, go into their children in such a way that it just creates this really weird, um, I don't know, it's almost like the, the uh, there's this quote, I think it was actually Picasso that said, there's nothing more damaging on a child than the unlived life of the parent. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, in my work, I see that so much, like, the, the negative effects of that, and yet, and yet, any mother that wants to have her own life and create her own everything, um, they're, they're always seen a little bit in our society as less than. Selfish. Selfish. Yeah. And so, and like, what if you as a parent, as a steward, having the biggest, best, awesomest, free, 
life where you create what you want and you get to be present and show up and and be in love and space with your kids right? and find the end and find the end that you that there's no sacrifice yes in parenting oh. so ever use that one yeah so everywhere that you have glummed parenting with sacrifice and that you cannot parent without sacrifice and that that's just part of it is you suffer and sacrifice until they're out of the house and then you sacrifice some more as they live their life according to what they choose and it's not according to what you choose, so you suffer some more. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, ship, boys and beyond. Mm -hmm. uh, and what about, okay, so I know that this hasn't always, like, you, this has been a process for you. Yes. To, to get to this place. And can you tell me a little bit about like sort of the early years of parenting and what that felt like and what that was for you? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the moment that I got pregnant with my first daughter, so I have three kids and my oldest is 23. And then um, my next child, Alex, is 20. And then my daughter is 16. So I'm on the tail end of parenting at this point. But I remember being pregnant with Aaron um, and I remember feeling very overwhelmed at the responsibility of parenting. And I remember secretly thinking that I was way too selfish of a person to be a good mom. So everything that is and everything that brings up for people. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyond. So the second that I got pregnant, I actually started going into the wrongness of me because I felt like I was too selfish. And I wasn't doing it according to the parenting book. So I wasn't reading, I wasn't eating all the right foods and I wasn't doing mommy yoga and I wasn't um, meditating for my child and I wasn't putting music to my belly. I was cranky and bitchy and tired <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. And um, yeah, so I was not a happy um, pregnant person, which meant that I went into the wrongness of me because then I was giving that to my child. Well, and then you're all supposed to be glowy and you're supposed yeah. to be happy and you're supposed to flit about with, like, butterflies and yes. prepare the nursery. Yes. And just be all a flutter with joy. Yes. <laughs> and a glow. You failed. I failed <laughs> at the mommy glow. So <laughs> everything that that brings up, can we uncreate just during that and all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, rejections. Decisions, judgments, conclusions, and computations that you immediately, immediately put upon yourself when you first got pregnant or you first had that baby or you first took that child to kindergarten or, you know, you signed them up for soccer. Can we uncreate and destroy all of that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Because it continues, you guys. It continues into... Um, the education system where you're not reading to your child every night and so you're a bad mom then and you get super cranky because they won't get in the car in time in order to take them to swimming and soccer. And and so then you make yourself wrong for that. And when they get bad grades, that's your fault too. And when they don't go to college, that's your fault too. And so you just continue to go into the wrongness of you pretty much every day 24-7. So everything that is in your commitment and absolute addiction to going into the wrongness of you through parenting, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere you think the full measure of what you're here to create, everywhere you misidentified and misapplied replenishing the earth with having babies, 
and never creating uh, what you truly want to create, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So I'm really loving the chat room because we have moms in here specifically who are talking about when they went into the wrongness event. Um, like Allie was talking about her son being diagnosed with autism and how she went into the wrongness of her, you know, because something there was there was, there was something wrong, quote, wrong with her son. Right. And then um, Odd in the chat room is talking about um, that she did the pregnancy thing really well. But after that, it all went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you guys got together, you'd be the perfect parent. Yes. She would have been the glowy mommy. Yes. And then, oh, Oh, but I wasn't that. I wasn't good the other way. I never did the perfect mom thing. (laughs) But you know what? I think once they grew up, you did better. Right? Um, y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, do you have a question for me? It's getting real up in here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, I mean, what's true is I would say in the last five years, I've really come to a lot of peace with my parenting and I really claimed my way. And my way is not a helicopter mom. I give my kids a ton of freedom. I require a lot of space. Um, we negotiate and create ands for all kinds of stuff. Like I'm not going to cook dinner every night. I'm not going to pack lunches. I'm not going to bus or take them in my car and be the taxi driver every single day. So that's what I've chosen in order to be, uh, to find the and for me. And what I'm asking you to do is all the shoulds of parenting, all the shoulds of mothering and what you should do. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please, so that we can actually get clear about what's true for you or not? Maybe you love making dinner every night and so knock yourself out. But if you hate it and if it is a burden, And if it feels just crappy every day, then maybe there's another alternative and maybe you can get your kids on board with that. And maybe you can start having conversations around what's actually, what your kid actually requires. And, and you know what, what if, this is something that um, came really clear to me in a training that I did last year, it was a seven day event, right? Is that I believe my interesting point of view is is that we all choose our parents, mm-hmm. and we choose it for many reasons. One, for how we want our bodies to look. Two, for you know what it is we're here to do, and what how all of the the gifts and patterns kind of coalesce and line up together. But we pretty much know kind of what the deal, the gig's going to be to the parents we come into. So it's like, what if the thing that you're judging yourself the most for as a parent is actually what your child requires? So, like, you have, I know that your youngest is a little bit more wanting connection than you, but I would say that all your children require a tremendous amount of freedom. Yes. Like, if you, (laughs) Alex requires almost complete freedom. Yes. And so, it's like, if you had made yourself wrong and tried to be the helicoptering parent, you would have made your kids freaking miserable, dude. Right. So everywhere. any So take a look at the thing that you're calling the most wrong about you as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I want you to consider the possibility that that might be why your kids showed up. Yes. And even like there was a there was a facilitation in that class where this girl was dealing with her dad sort of abandoning her. And Gary Douglas said, truth, did you choose that that path because 
your father would leave so he would not be in your way. And she's like, oh, my God, that's true. And so even all this stuff, so can you see how this is undoing many layers of structures? Because you get it, like, you weren't abandoned. You chose to go into a family because you wanted space and freedom and because there was maybe something genetically that you wanted from that parent. But, like, having that parent in your life wouldn't have been of service to you. So everything that this is bringing up, about everything you thought, like, oh, I have a, like, especially, like, for me, like, looking at my parents, and we tend to judge our parents, right? Well, yes. my parent wasn't this, my parent wasn't that. But what if they really were the perfect parent for you, right? Yes. And what if none of this has ever been wrong at any level? How about that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Could we choose, like, could you choose in this moment, like, 3% out of the wrongness of you as a parent? How would that be? How would that feel? And could that lighten you up enough in that choice so that you could actually create an and and what's true for both of you? It's like what Megan said. Um, there's been so many times where I thought I had to show up in a particular way. And then when I did, it was such a pain in the butt. And my kids hated me. And I hated them. And it didn't create more. And when I said, you know what, guys, like this is so not working for me. Like, can we figure something out? They're like, please, yes, we need to work something out, right? So um, in this moment, like, feel into your body, any heaviness that you have, anywhere that you're feeling this energy, it's all this topic, um, and just let it go through. Let it come through. Let it breathe. Like, um, we all want to be an awesome parent. We all care so much about our children. We all want that for our children. And what if us being us was the gift that our children deserve and require? And anything in the way of you knowing that, being that, perceiving that, receiving that, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyond. I made up a little process when you're talking. Okay, cool. You ready for it? Yes. Okay. So... If, okay, so I'm going to ask two questions, okay, and for our listeners, present and future, what I'd like you to do is just perceive the energy, okay? Um, light and expansive generally means, like, truth and greater, and heavy generally means constricted and, and like, less, okay? So, truth, what is the impact of your child's future if you stay in the wrongness of you? Truth. Mm -hmm. What is the impact of your child's future if you stay in the wrongness of you as a parent? Just notice. Notice if it feels light and happy or something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Now shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Okay. So now, what is the future trajectory of your child with you not holding guilt with you just being a space of present love and joy of yourself of them what is the trajectory of your child's life from that perspective mm -hmm. so what nice. did what did you notice it's just an energy yeah it's an energy of lightness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what was the on the first question what did you oh notice? my gosh i felt so much sickness in my stomach uh-huh 
So it's, you know, it's this funny thing, right? We, we were taught that it, to feel guilty is a good thing because it makes you right your wrongs and it makes you be better and you should feel guilt, right? And actually, it just creates so, 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 so much less. And so I think there's this place where people misidentify and misapply that they feel guilty as a parent. That means they're being a good parent. So everywhere you've misidentified and misapplied, guilt with being a good parent, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, talk, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So we're going to go on break. All right. You are listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back for more ways to undo the constructs of parenting so that you can parent your way. Come back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We are blowing some shit up again this week. We're talking about letting go of your constructs around parenting. Mm. Okay, what if we did another, I had another process come. You're not even asking me any questions. You realize that, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> She's supposed to be interviewing me, you know? And she hasn't asked me one question. <laughs> yes, I did. I asked you too. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I asked you about your early years of parenting and what that was like for you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Okay, now what I want to know is um, what do you... What do you think mothering actually is? Like, what is your point of view about what mothering is? Um, okay, cool. I like this question. 
Um, <laughs> good job. Good job, me. <laughs> so I come from the um, thought that we have many, many lifetimes. And, and I look at lifetimes when I go into the Akashic Records. Um, and so I believe that a lot of souls or beings come to play with each other in a variety of different settings and a variety of different relationships so that they can grow and expand and um, work through karma and all kinds of stuff. And so what I see a lot in my practice is that when I do relationship readings on parents and children is that oftentimes they have been in different types of relationships, but quite frankly, most of the time, like the child is almost like a wiser soul, or at least they're like equal in their learning and where they're at in um, their consciousness uh, pattern or where they're at, you know, in the, in the path, so to speak. So I see parenting as different because I don't see my children as like these kind of lesser than beings that I have to somehow, you know, control or get them on the straight and narrow, get them on the straight and narrow path. I see them as these wise beings that came in to teach me as much as I'm teaching them and that maybe they have more to teach me and that maybe if we had a different type of relationship rather than a traditional control, I'm greater than you must you know, here's the rules, you must follow me. Instead of those constructs, um, maybe there's a bigger vision um, for how to actually find your way together because you're in, a, in effect an agreement just in this causal reality. You agreed to do this with each other and so you get to choose together how to do it. And that is uh, very true even from the beginning. Even when my babies were babies, when I tried to do it my way, when I tried to do it based on a parenting book, it would not work. When I tuned into my child, when I used my mother's intuition, when I talked to, even to my babies, I could tune into what they were requiring and we could figure it out. So everywhere that you have been impelled with the authority's version of parenting with what you should do, where you have adopted or biomimetic mimicked this reality's version of control or rules or I'm the parent and you're the child, I'm above and you're below, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Can I, for myself, having come from an environment of the opposite of that, right? Like my parents were super controlling. And in fact, probably until I left home at 15, I'm not sure I was ever really given one choice to make of my own. Mm -hmm. Like, they always knew best. They always knew best. And I have spent a lifetime trying to find my own authority because I grew up thinking I wasn't the authority. Uh -huh. That they were the authority. And so, like, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I didn't see this going this way. It's like, as you talk about different things, and I go, oh, and let me tell you the effects of the opposite of that because <laughs> I had that. <laughs> You know, and it's like, um, we think that there's there's a certain way that you need to parent, but what if everything is the opposite of that? Yeah. Right? So let's do this. 
while you guys are just kind of hanging out, and um, I want you to repeat this phrase with me so we can kind of undo, uh, do a little fruit basket upset on what you think good parenting is, because what you think good parenting is is really screwing your kids up. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everything that brings up and lets down, can we have a great destroy it? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So here we go. Here we grow. Everything's the opposite of what it occurs, what it appears to be, and nothing's the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything's the opposite of what it appears to be, and nothing's the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything's the opposite of what it appears to be, nothing's the opposite of what it appears to be. Cool. So what if everything you thought about parenting was wrong? <laughs> then that you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But everything you thought, everything you defined, all the definitions, separations, judgments, conclusions, and computations about what a parent is and what it's not, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, of pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So if this is really pinging you, um, then I would really highly suggest that you sign up for my telecall um, that's called Being Free of Mommy Guilt. Um, and I don't, I have the link for it. It's just a PayPal link. It's $35. It's a 90 minute call. And we're going to be doing a lot around, um, freeing up the guilt and really finding those sneaky ways, those unconscious ways that you are shooting on yourself or that you are actually mimicking your parents or your generational line, um, on the way they parented and you can't actually find the way you parent. So if that's interesting to you, then I'm going to put the link um, in the comments. Um, and if you know you're in, then just click the link and pay. Um, and I will have some more information um, about exactly what the call is on the landing page. But I have been very busy, and so I have not had a moment to do the landing page. <laughs> so it will be coming, and there will be plenty of time to sign up, but it's May 1st. It's 90 minutes. I'm going to have it in the morning. It'll it'll be recorded, so even if you can't make it live. And you can also um, email me your questions beforehand. So if you know you're, you have something and you want it cleared or you want that question answered, then um, I'll cover it. I, I, this is just a one call. I just want to see what the response is and see if it's helpful for you guys, you know, having been through this for 23 years and really suffered so much of um, my parenting life. I want to free people up and I want to free moms up, especially um, because I see moms more than anything going into the wrongness of them and going into comparison. So much comparison in parenting. Um, and when you compare, you go into judgment and you go into wrongness. So everything that brings up, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes, right and wrong. Good and bad. Pun and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Something that I see you do that's super, like, fascinating to me. And so here's the thing, like, I know that in your family, like your, um, like your siblings and your parents and stuff like that, they were all really afraid for your children yes. because your life choices didn't meet the standard construct of what a happy family is. Yes. Right? Right. And so, um, you know, it's like, okay, well, you were divorced twice and, and then, oh, you brought a woman in and like, you know, all this stuff. And. And everybody in your family just were so scared that your children were going to be so, so, so messed up, right? And in fact, your kids are so, like, amazing and probably higher functioning than most, <laughs> a lot of your uh, uh, 
uh, kids in your family system, right? And yeah, and so I have a question. Oh, you have a question? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm setting up a I question. I just wanted to clear. Okay, okay. So you clear, and I'll hopefully remember the question. Go. Okay, keep it in your mind. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was gonna say everywhere that you, if you're a single parent, or if you're a divorced parent. Um, or if you've had multiple, multiple divorces and you have made yourself so wrong because you have screwed up your children forever because of your life choices, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine tricks, boys and beyonds. And what if your children knew that you were going to get divorced and they came into your family because they wanted to have two households and twice the uh, amounts of Christmas presents and um, double the attention? <laughs> and what if they um what if that was all part of the grand plan and that you didn't have to make yourself wrong? Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong and a bad pot and puck all nine shirt boys and beyond. Okay, so all of the structures that you bought about what a happy family is and and the dynamic of what that's supposed to look like. Can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes, yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shirts and beyond. So um Oh, I'm so that I've got like five things coming in now. But the but the thing that I um that I got curious about is because in our society, if you get divorced and you're from a broken family, <laughs> then your life is going to be hard and traumatic and dramatic. Dum dum dum. And yet, you know, when I'm watching Suzanne Parent and I'm seeing like how masterful she is and, and like how like she's a completely different parent with each kid. So talk about no constructs. It's like she's looking at what does my child require? What does my child require? Not what is a good parent? And what I got really curious about is like, oh, yeah, they tell us that if you're from this kind of dynamic that your kids are going to be all messed up. Mm -hmm. Why is it that your kids are so freaking amazing? And I saw certain things that I thought um, was – um, what do you call it? bringing out the best in them? But what would you say that is like if you go underneath the structure of what a happy family is supposed to be, and you look at what you've actually created with your children, like for reals, and who they are, and who they're becoming, and how amazeballs they are, like what would you say that you be or do that creates them to be happy and like awesome? What I would say is from a very, very young age, I wanted the biggest love, the biggest unconditional love um, possible to come through me into them. That no matter what, I loved them unconditionally. And that was a message from the time they were babies. And every time, even when I was mad or, you know, was giving them consequences or whatever, it would be like, I'm, you're not wrong. I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. I love you. You can never, ever not have my love. So it was about big love. And it was also about seeing them as individuals and allowing them to be them. And actually being this, what I call the scaffolding, like I'm really recognizing in the last few months, how much I am a natural scaffolding for people, which brings them a little bit of structure, but does not control. And so it's this way of like allowing the fluidity and the freedom 
and the children to make their own choices and to grow in accountability and responsibility as they get older, but it's not about control. And it's not about rules and it's not about punishment, um, but it's not about giving them full force to do whatever they want either. And so it's this middle place of this gentle scaffolding, this giving them natural consequences, this um, asking them to show up as the best and biggest expression of who they are, not what I want them to be, not what I thought they were going to be, um, not any definition of what you know, I require about them. So that's a work in process, right? I'm not perfect at all, um, but it's something that I've been conscious of since they were really tiny um, and something that I really have always, those two things, mm -hmm. love, unconditional love, and enough scaffolding for them to find out who they are and be themselves. You know what I would add to that? Yeah, what? I would add that you tell them the truth. Yes. That's like, that is true. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, my parents hid so much. And our whole family, it was all about secrets. Mm -hmm. And it was all about um, – and there was all, also this looking good thing. Because, yes. because we were the full measure of our parents' creation, we had to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. We had to show up a certain way. And that was a shit ton of pressure. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so um, so because of that, not only were there all these secrets inside the family, but as a family, we had to show up and pretend that everything was okay, even though people were getting thrown out of windows and such at home. Mm -hmm. You know? And so it was like this really weird thing. And I remember this big thing went down in my family system, like really big, like <laughs> bomb go off big. And... Basically, I was told that I could never say anything about it again. I could never ask a question about it again, and that it it basically didn't happen, mm -hmm. right? And and the damage of that was way worse than the event to me. And so when I see you like talking to your children the way that you do, it's like um, uh, it, it just it's so freeing because it's like they feel the energy. Yeah, they feel the energy of what's going on, and we think so many parents like kind of keep that away from their kids, mm -hmm. right? And you just go, okay, so yeah, like maybe I had an upset today, and this is what's going on, and <laughs> and I'm at, you know, and it's like, and she then says, how do you feel about it? What's going on for you about it? Mm -hmm. What do what do you? What's true for you? And I love that so much. Yeah, I really appreciate that reflection because yes, I've always always told the truth. And, you know, I've tailored it to their age, um, depending on the topic or subject, but I've always told the truth and I've always told the truth about me. So, you know, when I get super cranky and like back to the whole soccer mom thing and getting them in the car and, you know, getting lost and all that and being super bitchy. And then I'll just say, you guys, I am being so bitchy. <laughs> I apologize. I am super stressed. And we're going to figure this out, right? And my bad, and I'm sorry, and I apologize, and let's figure it out. Like, when, I, like, when I'm a hot mess, they feel it, they know it, and so um, I just fess up to it. It was like made a mistake um, or some choice that actually doesn't create greater for our family if I have, you know, you know, made them wrong 
um, then I really do my best to see them as an equal and to see them as deserving of my respect and my apology. Um, and so that's back to the different way of seeing them because I don't see them as, you know, they must follow my rules and I'm right and they're wrong. I see them as an equal force in our world and that I have a temporary uh, role that I'm using, that I'm um, choosing to support them as they grow and as they go into adulthood. <laughs> I think we gotta go on break again. Okay. Ready, set. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Amazing <laughs> to love life and all things weird. Come back for more. We'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Love, Life, and All Things Chaos today in Miami. And uh, we are talking uh, undoing the parenting construct. Busting it out. So I, since I am not a... Um, parent per se. I am a playmate, a co-playmate a, a co with Suzanne, with the kids. I have a, an interesting perspective because I'm part of their life, but I'm not playing a role. And it's um, something that I think is really interesting that I see a lot with my clients that blend families is that there's all this pressure. So first of all, 
all the parent, most of the parenting constructs are just crap, right? And so then you bring another person into the space and you project on them that now they should be a parent for the children. And so that gets put on them. And then we wonder why kids have problems with the in-law or the ex, the, the partner that's coming in because there's all these pressures that we, from the very beginning, I, when I was first dating Suzanne, I had a little bit of a meltdown. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can be like a mom. I don't, I can't, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a rogue. I'm a pirate. I can't be a mother. What the hell? And I'm having this whole freak out session. And I asked Suzanne, like, or I finally tell her that I'm really scared of like going further because I don't know if I can be a mom. And she's like, she looked at me. She goes, well, um, you didn't, did you ask me what I wanted? And I was like, oh, because I, even though I'd never been a parent, I was buying into the, the construct called. Well, I'm coming into this family. I'm going to be a co-parent. So, um, <laughs> so I just said, um, yeah. What? Where are you coming from? Because I would like you to be a um, a mentor. But you know, my kids have two parents and that love them, and we have a lot of support already. And so, I actually don't want you. I don't, I would don't even require you to step into the parenting role. And how often? Like with my, I learned that because with my second husband. I expected him to be a stepdad, and he was not geared for it, and it was a huge part of our divorce. Um, and so I learned that I had projected and, and expected him to show up in a particular way because I wanted to go back to my little nucleus family that I had really messed up the first time, and you know, because I divorced their father, and so I was trying trying to bring back something um, that wasn't, you know, I went into the wrongness of me. And so then I expected and dumped all over him and it created a huge problem. So, you know, part of part of the telecall that I'm doing is really bringing in my experiences and how, like, so if you are remarried, if you are in a step situation, how do you navigate that? If your partner is parenting different than you, how do you navigate that? How do you let go of the constructs around that? So we'll be we'll be covering all of that in the telecall. Um, this is just this call here is just uh, intro for you to just start to get curious about all of these um, ways that you just assumed. I mean, Megan was never a parent. And assumed that she was going to take on this mantle of motherhood. <laughs> Can you guys see that? That's some funny shit right there. <laughs> yeah. So everywhere that you have actually been hidden to your own constructs around parenting that actually don't work. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. I would like to say, like, one other thing, which is that so many of my friends, who don't have kids were like terrified for me. And they're like, oh, how's it been with the kids? And I was like, so easy. And that's sort of the, sort of the outcome of that is that in, in us coming together and sharing our lives, the easiest part of the transition was actually the kids. It was just like within like two weeks, it's like, okay, so mom's with a girl now. All right, cool. Like she seems kind of fun. Um, can we play Monopoly now? Like it just really moved into this very easeful dance because there was, we did not give them one construct for me. Yes. <laughs> so they could create it. And they, mm -hmm. and Megan has her own relationship with each of them, which is really different. You know, just like my relationship with each of my children is so different. And when my kids say, hey, that's not fair, you know, Aaron got this. 
um, at this age and you're not going to let me do it. I'm like, um, nope, because it's not about everybody. I don't parent you the same. So um, this is about you individually. I don't care what the other kid got or what kind of rule that you're trying to put upon me. Um, it, it's not working. I don't operate that way. So um, do we, I think we have a caller. Yes, we have a caller. We have Bronwyn on the line. Come on, Bronwyn. Hey, Pete. Hey, ladies. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Yay, you're here. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> that's that's always a very relevant question. Um, just listening to you guys talk, I was wondering if you could say something about parenting children who didn't make it in this world for very long. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like there's a little energy sparkle out there that you know of mine that wants some sort of connection with me in this world, but um, I don't have a model for how to make that relationship. And so mm-hmm. it's I, I have you know I can channel her sometimes, and I have you know I'm a musician, and so I have a, a melody that I channel that I play sometimes to reach out, but there's no um, can you say something about about parenting children who are not of this world anymore? Yeah, I love that. That thank you for that question. And um, you know, and that can come in a variety of ways, um, right? Like you um, you aborted the child, um, you lost the child before the child is. You adopted the child. The child, you know, died before adulthood. Like all, so many ways. And even, you know, um, women who um, can't have children. And so how much shame and guilt has been um, just stacked against on top of women um, who have those experiences. And then they're trying to work through that and, you know, and clear all that stuff out. So any way that, you know, all of those situations that you've gone into the wrongness of you somehow and that and the shame and the guilt um, and ha- can't actually see that it was the perfect, um, the perfect expression. Like um, I've done lots of readings for women who have chosen whether they're going to have the child or not. And I see this spirit as coming in just for a minute and that it wanted to like test out what it would feel like to be in the womb. And then it wanted to go fly away. So it wasn't about wrongness or shame or guilt or anything that anybody did wrong. It was like an agreement that was shortened. So everywhere that you that you have been uh, unable to perceive a bigger vision and a bigger energy there, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yeah, yep. right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And what I would say is that there's some spirits who want to stay connected to their, like, mothers, you know, who want to stay connected to, um, and there's some who don't. There's some spirits who are really free. They're out and about. They may have actually um, chosen to go into another body. Um, and so they're actually, it was an experience and it felt complete. And so those spirits just want to go be free. And so I would just check in about, you know, your, um, like, what what's true about that spirit for you? Um, is that, is that, it feels like a she, but anyways, um, is she like flying through the cosmos? 
You know, does she want to come back every just once in a while? Is there a requirement for a constant connection? Or, you know, can you, like, let her be free and um, enjoy her when she's here, right? And um, it makes me emotional <coughs> because there's so much wrongness about this for people. Um, so what if whatever was happening was right? And what if you're not doing anything wrong and that you didn't do anything wrong in the loss and that you're not doing anything wrong now? And everything that brings up for people can we uncreate and destroy it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> this is heavy. <coughs> okay, so, uh, Ron, would you help us um, clear some energy on this for, like, kind of proxy, like, some of the other people that this is running for? Yes. In addition to you? Cool. So um, so let's do some threes. For our listeners who don't know what that is, all we're doing is going to be pulling some energy up through the earth, and then we're going to flip it out our wrists on the count of three to break up the heaviness. Okay? So Yeah. Wow, it is so my wish for people to know that this is a spiritual agreement and that there's no wrongness here for anybody. I so want all of the fathers and the mothers that have chosen to let go of children or who have lost children, supposedly, to know that there's no wrongness there and there's no reason to hold on to that for years and to make themselves wrong their whole life. That it's a beautiful, right. sacred experience. And that sometimes that lasts for a month or 10 seconds or two years or five or 12. But it doesn't mean that there was anything wrong in that experience. Hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, and and beyond the wrongness, there is, in in my particular case, a feeling that I have that she still does want to be mentored and parented and um, helpful in healing for people. Cool. And so I'm not sure how <laughs> how to how to how to parent a a spirit, I guess. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about that? Um, I actually feel like you do know. And um and I'd love to talk to you about it more, but we only have like ten seconds left <laughs> for the show. <laughs> so I I would love to have that conversation with you later if you're open. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right, thank, thank you, Ron. What a Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.